At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the look at here on VSIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg coming to you from the Circle Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas. You can follow me on Twitter at Scott's on Air, S C O T T S O N A I R. Coming up on tomorrow's show, we will have a reaction to the college football playoff rankings that will be released on Tuesday night. But for now, we have the current AP rankings, and we can use these to kind of deduce where the committee is going to go with these college football playoff rankings, the second edition. Georgia, they no change. They are number one. Cincinnati, number two, no change. Alabama, three. Oklahoma, four. Oregon has climbed up two spots to number five. Ohio State stays at number six. Notre Dame goes up one spot to number seven. Michigan State drops three spots to number eight. Michigan stays put at nine. And Oklahoma State climbs up one spot to number 10. Based off of what we saw in the college football playoff rankings last week and where do I think it's going to go this week? Georgia's going to stay at number 1. Obviously, they beat Missouri 43 to 6. Alabama will stay at number 2. They struggled, but they still beat LSU 20 to 14. Michigan State will obviously be knocked out of the college football playoff top four for now because Michigan State still has an opportunity to get back in. A one-loss Big Ten champ will make the college football playoff, and Michigan State can still be a one-loss Big Ten champ. They just have to win out, including a win over Ohio State. So Michigan State will not be number three. Oregon will slide up to number three. Oregon beat Washington 26-16. to Ohio State will slide up to number four. Ohio State with a uh, 26-17 win over Nebraska. So your college football playoff top four will be Georgia, Alabama, Oregon, and Ohio State. At number five, on the outside looking in, will not be Cincinnati. Michigan will leapfrog Cincinnati. Last week, Cincinnati was six. Michigan was seven. Michigan will move from seven to five. And Michigan beat Indiana 29 to seven. They'll move from seven to five. Cincinnati will stay put at six. 
as they beat Tulsa 28-20 in a game that they very easily could have lost. Uh, Oklahoma will move up one to number seven. They didn't play. They stayed, but they will move up with the win to number seven. Then Michigan State will drop down to number eight with their loss. Notre Dame will move up one to number nine, and Oklahoma State will move up to number 10. Wake Forest, with their loss, will drop from nine, probably down to maybe, I don't know, 13? I mean, think about this. Look at what happened this week with Wake at nine losing. You had Baylor, number 12, lost to TCU. You had Auburn, number 13, lost to Texas A&M. Texas A&M will probably go from 14 to 11. And then you'll have, you know, listen, Mississippi State, Kentucky lost, Minnesota lost, Wisconsin will climb up from 21. They might be around like the 15, 16 range. Iowa at 22 will climb up a little bit. Pittsburgh at 25 will climb up a little bit. And then you're going to have teams that were not in the top 25 in the college football playoff rankings, but are in the top 25 in the AP poll that will make an appearance. Like UTSA, who is 9-0, they will make an appearance in the college football playoff rankings. Houston, that's 8-1, they will make an appearance in the college football playoff rankings. Houston is number 17 in the AP poll, but they're not in the college football. They weren't in the college football playoff rankings in the first edition. UTSA is number 15 in the AP poll. And they have not made an appearance in the college football playoff rankings yet. So those two teams will make an appearance in the college football playoff rankings. And then we will uh, move on from there. It's important to note that Michigan can, Michigan State, excuse me, can still make the college football playoff again if they win out. Oklahoma moving from eight to seven. I don't care what Oklahoma's ranked. means nothing. Because if Oklahoma wins their next four games, they're in the college football playoff. If they beat Baylor, beat Iowa State, beat Oklahoma State, and then probably beat Oklahoma State again in the uh, Big 12 championship game, they're in. doesn't matter. So all that matters is winning the Big 12 and being, un- and being an undefeated Big 12 champ. Even if they lose one time, like let's say, let's say Oklahoma loses – the last game of the season to Oklahoma State, but then beats Oklahoma State the following week in a rematch in the Big 12 championship game. Oklahoma would get into the college football playoff as a one-loss Big 12 champion because there's not many spots available. Like, everyone is flipping out over the whole Ohio State-Oregon debate. Well, it might not even matter. Because if Georgia beats Alabama, both Oregon and Ohio State are getting in. And your playoff is going to be Georgia 1. It's going to be Oregon, Ohio State, and... Oklahoma as the other three teams, as the winners of the Big 12, the winners of the Big 10, and the winners of the Pac-12. It's as simple as that. Cincinnati is not getting in unless teams above them lose. It's just it. And if Alabama is to beat Georgia, well, then there's going to be a debate over who gets in. Over if there's three other worthy teams. But all this stuff is going to play itself out over the next coming weeks. It always does. Right now, there's no current odds to make the college football playoff because the college football playoff rankings aren't out. But we do have the conference odds here. Pitt is your favorite in the ACC, plus 130. Wake is is at second favorite at plus 350. Right now, Pittsburgh 
is first place in the Coastal. They are 4-1 and one in the conference. They will play North Carolina this week, then Virginia, then Syracuse. Virginia is right behind them at 4-2. and two. So Virginia is hoping that they have a chance to beat them and get into uh, the ACC championship game. NC State is right behind Wake Forest. Wake Forest is 5-0 because the game against North Carolina didn't count for the conference. So Wake is still 5-0. NC State is 4-1. And and NC State and Wake Forest play each other. So NC State has a chance to win and have the tiebreaker, and they could represent the Atlantic in the ACC championship game. NC State's odds to win the ACC plus 550 right now. In the Pac-12, Oregon is your favorite at minus 115. Oregon, of course, is uh, number four in the college football playoff. They're going to be number three this week moving forward. They are 5-1 and one in the conference. The only team that's even close to them is Washington State, who is at 4-2. and two. Those two teams play each other. Should Washington State upset them, not only will uh, Oregon not make it to the Pac-12 championship game, I mean the college football playoff, but they'll be out of the Pac-12 championship uh, game. Oregon has to play Utah second to last game of the season. Utah and Oregon could very well meet each other in a rematch in the Pac-12 title game. Or, you know, both these teams could get knocked out because Oregon, like I said, is just a game ahead of Washington State. They play each other. Utah is just a game above Arizona State. And uh, Utah does have the tiebreaker over Arizona State. But, you know, things could happen right now. It's just, it's a two-team race. Oregon is minus 115 to win the Pac-12 title. Utah plus 105. How about this, though? Washington State plus 2,200 to win the Pac-12. Could you imagine if Washington State pulls an upset this weekend over number four Oregon, and then Washington State wins their next two games, finishes in the conference at five, six, seven, uh, four and two, five and two, six and two, uh, seven and two, and then goes on to win the Pac-12 title against Utah, plus 2,200. In the Big 12, it's Oklahoma at minus 280, Oklahoma State at plus 350, Iowa State at plus 1,200. Probably going to be Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. They play each other in the last game of the regular season and will likely rematch in the Big 12 title game. And in the SEC, it's Alabama-Georgia. Georgia is minus 210, Alabama plus 175, which is wild because I don't think that it's going to be that close, uh, of that much of a spread in the actual game, the SEC championship game. So we'll have to look at that. I'm Scott Seidenberg. You follow along on Twitter at ScottsOnAir, S-C-O-T-T-S-O-N-A-I-R. Coming up next, let's talk about the games that are coming up here this weekend in college football and see who is primed to pull off an upset. It is The Look Ahead here on Visa, the sports betting update. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Hey. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Scott Sadenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VCN, the sports betting network. And coming up in a few minutes, we're going to go from college football to college basketball as our very own Greg Peterson will join me on the program with the college basketball season set to tip off coming up on Tuesday night. It's hard to believe that we have uh, really uh, gotten here um, so quickly. But yeah, that's pretty wild. Anyway, I wanted to take a look at the schedule coming up for this weekend's college football action. So we'll still go with the AP Top 25 and uh, see what we think about some of these uh, games. It starts on Thursday with Top 25 action in the AP poll. Uh, Pittsburgh hosts North Carolina. Pitt is a six-and-a-half-point favorite over the Tar Heels. North Carolina has gone back and forth, back and forth. North Carolina is in a little bit of a letdown spot, though, as they are coming off of the upset victory over Wake Forest in a game that was, you want to talk about, back and forth. And now they have to go to Pitt for a Thursday night game. Uh, I just think that Kenny Pickett and company will have a field day against that defense. I think that Pitt wins this game. Pittsburgh's been very good this season against the spread, 7-2 and two against the spread this season. And that is the second-best mark in the country. So far, ATS. The the best in the country is 8-1 and one Syracuse against the spread. Pittsburgh, uh, along with Michigan, is 7-2 and two against the spread so far this season. Cincinnati on Friday night will travel to Raymond James Stadium to take on South Florida. Cincinnati's laying 23-and-a-half. I can't lay it with Cincinnati. I can't. Nothing that I've seen... The past several weeks tells me that Cincinnati should be this heavy of a favorite. They beat Navy 27-20 in cover. Tulane, okay, they, they won big against Tulane. They didn't cover against Tulsa, a game they actually should have lost. And so far this season, Cincinnati is 5-4 and four against the spread. I'm supposed to trust that team laying 23 and a half on the road on a Friday night. South Florida just played Houston pretty, pretty well. Um, off def- defensively, they were terrible. <laughs> they allowed Houston over 600 yards of offense. Special teams got the job done because they had two 100-yard kickoff returns for touchdowns. But what impressed me about South Florida was the play of their quarterback, Timmy McLean. He had his best game of the season by far in the loss against Houston. 22 of 46 passing for 289 yards, two touchdowns. He also threw two picks, ran the ball 11 times for 46 yards and a touchdown. That's the type of performance that you can build off of. And against Cincinnati, I'm telling you, those fans, they they would really love to rush the field on a Friday night there in Tampa. Alabama is laying 51.5 to New Mexico State. Probably the play in this one is Alabama in the first half. And then in the second half, they're probably going to, you know, take some um, people 
off the field. Uh, that's what I think is going to happen. The fans probably leave probably leave the game early after they have a big lead at the half. So uh, Alabama minus fifty one and a half, such a large number against New Mexico State. But this is the game. This is the type of game that Alabama usually just rolls, especially early, and then backups are playing. Excuse me, in the second half, we've seen that before. Number seven, Michigan. This is an interesting line here. Number seven, Michigan is on the road at Penn State. Penn State is a one-point favorite. Penn State's six and three. They lost back-to-back games, the, the Illinois game, which was ugly, and then they lose to Ohio State, which is understandable. Now they beat Maryland, and they return home to take on Michigan. If this game was at night, I would feel differently. The fact that this is a noon kickoff, I think Michigan wins this game. Michigan's got more on the line, obviously. They're trying, you know, they still have a chance at the college football playoff where Penn State doesn't. Michigan, as I mentioned, is 7-2 and against the spread this year. And again, the fact that this game is at home, I mean, excuse me, at noon, and not a primetime game, I'm not as afraid of the crowd and the atmosphere and the home field advantage that is going to exist in Happy Valley. So I would lean towards Michigan here. Oklahoma takes on Baylor. Baylor coming off a loss. Oklahoma coming off a bye. I think Oklahoma rolls here. Baylor is going to be in the situation that I love. I love betting on. And it's a team. It's I always I, I do this all the time. I bet against teams that have um I bet against teams that have just suffered like maybe it's like their their second or third loss of the season or suffer a loss that takes them out of title consideration. Okay, Baylor loses to TCU. Now, t- yes, there is a chance that Baylor with a win over Oklahoma could get into the the Big 12 championship game. Because Baylor would need to beat Oklahoma and then have Oklahoma lose again, preferably to uh, Oklahoma State. But as long as Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State, then Baylor would still get knocked out because Baylor lost to Oklahoma State. So the only way that Baylor can get in is if they beat Oklahoma and Oklahoma State beats Oklahoma. And then you have, you know, they'll be, both teams will have two losses in the conference, and Baylor would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over Oklahoma. Oklahoma State would have the head-to-head tiebreaker over Oklahoma, and it would be Baylor and Oklahoma State in the Big 12 championship game. But that's a lot to ask for. I Again, same thing. If this was a primetime game, I'd maybe be a little hesitant with Oklahoma going on the road. But I think Oklahoma coming off a bye, going to handle their business in Waco. Mississippi State takes on Auburn. Auburn is a five-and-a-half-point favorite at home. Um it's Bonix at home versus Bonix on the road. I like Auburn at home. Wisconsin is a 24-point favorite over Northwestern. That's a lot of points. Wisconsin doesn't have the type of offense. I mean, look, they just blew out Rutgers 52-3. to uh, And what's crazy is that they have, they have changed their offensive approach. And they are now just embracing 
Graham Mertz's limitations, and they are just running the ball over people. They ran the ball 51 times for 305 yards against Rutgers. 51 times for 305 yards. That is just wild. Northwestern, meanwhile, they, uh, they've been giving up some points. They played Iowa tough, but the game against Minnesota was an absolute embarrassment. And in that game, Minnesota ran the ball 53 times for 308 yards. And so if you're Wisconsin, that's what you're looking to do against Northwestern is to run the ball that many times. Uh, Georgia is a 20-point favorite over Tennessee. Ohio State a 20-point favorite against Purdue. Iowa six-point favorites over Minnesota. Michigan State 13 over Maryland. Michigan State might be a team to, uh, you know, play on after that loss. Texas A&M, two-and-a-half-point favorites over Ole Miss. And then, you know, the Wake-NC State game is very interesting. Wake is a two-point favorite over NC State. You know, Wake coming off that loss. Ah, that's going to be really interesting to see how they bounce back. From college football to college basketball. As we welcome in our very own Greg Peterson to preview the college basketball season, which will tip off on Tuesday night. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VSIN midseason football special is here. For only $99, you get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of the NFL playoffs. Daily best bet emails, 24 7 video streaming, betting splits for every sport, point spread weekly, plus in depth data and analysis on VSIN.com and the College Hoops Betting Guide. This is a great deal at only $99 for the rest of the football season. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. And with the college basketball season set to tip off here on Tuesday afternoon, right? 12 p.m. noon Pacific time is the first game tipping off on Tuesday. Alcorn State and Washington State. Here to talk all things college hoops is our very own Greg Peterson, the producer of our college hoops betting guide. Of course, our college hoops betting expert, host of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VSIN. And no one happier than Greg as the college hoop season is here. All that work coming to fruition here, right, Greg? It is about time. My voice is a little bit shot because I want to doing a game breakdown for my podcast on all 120 games that we're getting, everything from Kansas <laughs> versus Michigan State, all the way down to, if you really want to fire in on it, St. John's versus Mississippi Valley State, and I do not advise taking Mississippi Valley State. That's hilarious. Uh, well, let's talk about this college football season, and certainly a lot of storylines galore, including the Coach K uh, swan song. Is this the year, is this a year that we are going to be backing Duke as Coach K goes on his farewell tour? On opening night, I am not going to be, but I do think that Duke is the best team out there in the ACC now. But this is because I'm just generally down on the ACC. When you take a look at the conference in general, you've got North Carolina, who I think is a little bit of a question mark of their own because they're dealing with a coaching regime change of their own. Hubert Davis is now in there. As we know, it's a bunch in North Carolina that year after year they've hung their hat on being able to get second, third, fourth chances. It's a little bit of a different lineup now. But I take a look at Duke. I think that they should be a little bit of an underdog to Kentucky. But it's not because I think Duke is back. It's because I think that you've got two conference champions here. I think that Duke winds up winning the ACC. I think that Kentucky winds up winning the SEC. I think that Kentucky is going to be out of Duke because Duke is relying upon couple more freshmen, guys like A.J. Griffin, Trevor Keels, Paolo Boncaro, who I think is going to be absolutely tremendous. 
Meanwhile, Kentucky, they wind up bringing in Oscar Shibuya, someone who was able to tear it up for a bit at West Virginia. They bring in a guy in Kellen Grady who had 17-plus points per game in four years at Davidson. They bring back a lot of their pieces from last year as well. So I am not going to be looking to back Duke opening night. But I think, by and large, you're going to be set for a very solid year. Is Kentucky a Final Four team for you? I don't know about a Final Four team. I really always caution myself with saying that any team is a Final Four team because it's all about the draw. Because you just never know when it comes March Madness time. Gonzaga winds up getting the Game of Doom XY. So (laughs) I would caution against that. But in regards to a top 10 team, I'm there with Kentucky. I did not wind up putting them in my top four, though. So they're outside of my top four, but they're in my top 10. Okay, but you have them to win the SEC. Uh, is yes, I do. Okay. Uh, you mentioned Gonzaga. Uh, are they head and shoulders above everybody else or just uh, the best of this bunch right now? I would probably put them on a neutral court if Kansas was at full force, about a two-point favorite. So I do think that they are the best team in college basketball. It will be a little bit less now because Jalen Wilson, you're going to be seeing it opening night, top rebounder from Kansas last year. He's dealing with a DUI charge, so he is not going to be out there for the team. But I do think that Gonzaga is the best team in all of college basketball. You bring back Andrew Nambardu. I feel like we forget. He averaged over five assists per game in the SEC a few years ago. So I think that he's going to absolutely tear it up with Gonzaga. Drew Timmy, I feel like he's a National Player of the Year contender. If he's not number one, well, he's not very far from it. You bring in Chet Holmgren, a seven-footer that's able to shoot threes. And if you saw the FIBA under-19 event that he partook in, he is a shot-blocking machine. It is absolutely incredible. Hunter Salas, I mean, the list goes on and on for this Gonzaga team. Rajir Bolton had 15 points per game at Iowa State. So I do think that Gonzaga, when you take a look at things, they are my top team in college basketball. Uh, in terms of the rest of the current AP top 25, uh, is UCLA, who is number two right now, and, and I had talked to Mick Cronin before the season, he's very high on this roster, but a, a lot of people that I've read are not high on this team, maybe feeling that the number two ranking is a little bit overrating the Bruins. What's your stance on them? I do have them at number two. Number two in the Pac-12. I think Oregon is a better team. <laughs> I love this Oregon bunch, and I love the fact that nobody's paying attention to them whatsoever because UCLA is getting all the love. And UCLA is a top-10 team, but just keep in mind, where will we be slotting UCLA if they don't wind up making that run to the Final Four? Heck, they very nearly lost to Michigan State in the first four game in the NCAA tournament. If UCLA doesn't wind up going on that run, and Obviously, you have to evaluate the NCAA tournament run in there as well. You can't just poo-poo it. You can't just throw it off to the side. But if they don't wind up making that run, they're probably like a top 25 team, but they're not far from it. You've got to throw in there the final four run. And I've got UCLA as a top 10 team. I think that they're going to be very solid. They bring in Miles Johnson from Rutgers, six foot eleven big man. He's going to be able to sure things up down low, which I felt like was a little bit of an Achilles heel for UCLA last year. But Also keep in mind that when it came to a lot of the games that they won in the NCAA tournament, they had some inefficient 16-18 footers that just seemed to all go. So I think that you've got to have a little bit of balance. You can't be a prisoner of the moment. You have to recognize what UCLA did, but number two is too high. Talk to me about uh, Juwan Howard's Michigan squad. Uh, Are they deserving of being the second favorite to win the title this year? I would put them in the top three. I would have Kansas a little bit ahead of Michigan, but when you take a look at this Michigan bunch, you bring back Hunter Dickinson. He is one of the most immovable forces in all of college basketball. Ironically enough, buying Kofi Goburn, who is out there at Illinois, he's going to be absolutely tremendous. But it's not a case in which Michigan wanted bringing in a lot of transfers, but they brought in the right transfer. Devontae Jones, 19 and a half points per game while he was at Coastal Carolina last year, was able to chuck in their four plus assists per game. He's able to give you quite a few rebounds. That is tremendous. Eli Brooks is back. He is a little bit of a glue guy that does a little bit of everything. And I think that the Isaiah Livers injury last year, while it hurt him in the NCAA tournament last season, the fact that they wound up getting a little bit of experience without him, I think is actually going to be beneficial for this team this season. I just take a look at this team top to bottom, and I think that you've got yourself a team that should be in the top four going into the year. And I know that there's been a big debate as to whether or not to have Purdue or Michigan. Number one in the Big Ten, I've got Michigan. 
Greg Houston uh, loses a bunch of starters from the Final Four team from a season ago. What's your assessment on Kelvin Sampson's squad this season? They lose a bunch of starters, but they get in a very good player in Kyler Edwards, someone who coming out of high school is considering going to Houston. This is a guy that I think is going to be able to put up double figures for this team. When you wind up losing DeJon Jerome and company, it certainly does hurt. But what I like about Houston is that they aren't necessarily a team that they need a star. It's one of these whole is greater than the sum of its parts team because of what Calvin Sampson has done. Calvin Sampson has a style in which you do not get rebounds off of Houston. It is absolutely amazing what they've done with this. They do a nice job of being able to clog things up down low. Every single second and third chance goes to them. Meanwhile, if you're on offense, you better hope that that first shot is going in because you are not getting a second chance. I think that Houston winds up winning the American. I think that the addition of Kyler Edwards was very good. And I think that this is a Houston bunch that with Haze Moore coming in as well, he's a little bit of an underrated piece that is going to be able to help out the backcourt that, as you mentioned, did wind up losing quite a few pieces. When you consider that there's going to be fans back in the arenas this year, do you have to evaluate home court differently? When you're placing Absolutely. your bets? Absolutely. You have to. You just take a look at the numbers in the Big Ten, in which is one of the conferences in which it is most prevalent when it comes to just a home court advantage in general, and it is night and day. I think that you've got to be factoring this in big time, and not, whole, not all home court advantages are the same. Like Chicago State, for example, they were practicing social distancing before we knew what just social distancing was. <laughs> you would see like 10 people out there, and it's like, well, that's not much of a home court advantage. You factor in the travel factor, and that's about it. But when you wind up getting like the Breslin Center, when you wind up getting Cameron Indoor, it's just so much different when you've got fans in the sands. And it's a situation-by-situation situation basis. There are some teams that they perform better on the road than others, but I absolutely think that fans being back in the sands is going to make a big difference. And it'll probably cause for a little bit of a difference when it comes to shooting as well. We've seen it across all sports when it comes to the NFL, college football, NBA. You're seeing a big giant palooza of unders, and I could see the same happening in college basketball with fans being back in the sands. Okay, something to look at here as we approach the early part of the season. Greg, hang on uh, uh, through the break, because then coming up next, we're going to get into a little more specifics with some of the other teams here that we're excited to watch for this upcoming 2021-2022 college basketball season. He is Greg Peterson, uh, producer of the College Hoops Betting Guide, our College Hoops expert here on VEASAN and host of the Greg Peterson Experience as well. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We will get into some of these teams coming up next year on the Look ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what yeah. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com. Check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for Moneyline over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Scott Seidenberg back here with you. It is The Look Ahead here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network, as we are rejoined by our college hoops expert. He is Greg Peterson. You listen to him and watch him on the Greg Peterson Experience. And, of course, he produced the College Hoops Betting Guide, available now at vcin.com slash subscribe. All right, Greg, uh, before we get into uh, some teams, because in the College Hoops Betting Guide, you provide a betting nugget on every team that is broken down here across college basketball. So before we get to each team, and I'll, I'll just throw a team out there, and you give me a little nugget or information, whatever you want to give me, about that program. Let's get to some actual plays here for Tuesday. Now we have the Champions Classic at Madison Square Garden. Those games will obviously attract the most attention. So for game one, Kansas, Michigan State, Kansas laying four and a half. Who do you have? I'm going to be taking the points here with Michigan State. This was five a little bit earlier at DraftKings. Despite the move, I still am on Michigan State. I want up sending this as a three personally because I do think that Jalen Wilson is worth multiple points to the line because he was a top rebounder for Kansas last year. Eight boards per game, a guy that was able to give the team some threes. And with Michigan State, this is a bunch in which you just don't want to be betting against Tom Izzo. Max Christie, I think, is going to do a solid job in the backcourt. Joey Hauser, I think, is going to be much improved on defense. And Michigan State, though, I don't have them winning the Big Ten. I think that this is potentially a top 25 team. I think that this is a team in which we've buried a little bit too easily. And I just take a look at Kansas with Remy Martin not necessarily looking sharp on defense in practices along with the exhibition matchup. That could be a little of concern. So, could be taking the points here with Michigan State. And how about Kentucky and Duke, which is essentially a pick with Duke as a one-point favorite? This is one in which I wound up just taking Kentucky on the money line. This is one that I wound up giving up for the New York Post, by the way. So if you pick it up in the AM, you're going to be seeing a little bit more insight on this one. But with Kentucky, was going through it a little bit earlier in why I'm going to be backing them. Just because they've got a little bit more experience. I feel like Wendell Moore is a bit of a question mark. Hasn't necessarily emerged with his three-point shooting. And in general, Duke's three-point shooting does leave a little bit of something to be desired. I do feel like Paulo Boncaro is going to be the best player out there on the floor. But at the same time, Kentucky, with having that experience of Kellen Grady, Oscar Sheboy, I think that they just have a little bit more in the end. And it's going to be, in my opinion, a little bit more of a defense-oriented game. Wound up going under as well. But I'm taking a look at Kentucky on the money line, being able to reduce the juice, reduce the juice a little bit there. And is there an underdog pick that you like here on Tuesday's card? We're going to go to the added games board right now. I am seeing the Towson Tigers as a three-point underdog against Albany. I think that it should be reversed. I made Towson a three-point favorite. So if you're looking on the added games board, I think that Towson has a good shot here. They wind up bringing back much of their backcourt from last year. Someone like a Jason Gibbs, I think, is going to be able to do a solid job of being able to hit some threes. This is going to be the first game of the Dwayne Killings era for Albany. They wind up losing a lot of pieces from last year. And when it comes to Albany, ironically enough, one of their top scorers from last year is now on Towson as well. So you've got a little bit of a reversal there, which I think is absolutely tremendous, and Antonio Rizzuto. So I take a look at Towson. I think that they're being a little bit undervalued here with Albany. It's just not the program that it was a few years ago. So taking a look at Towson on the money line as a three-point underdog. 
All right, Greg, well, let's uh, educate some people on uh, some of these teams that we're going to be watching this season across college basketball. As we know, there's uh, many more Division I programs than exist in all other sports, and college basketball is a much larger pool of teams. And we're going to see some big programs take on some little programs that people might not be familiar with. So give me a little nugget, if you will, a little information about uh, some of these programs. Let's go ahead and start with uh, the very first game of the day. Washington State is taking on Alcorn State. Talk to me about Alcorn State, Greg. Well, Alcorn State wanted to bring in Otis Walker from last year. He's someone that came in from Stone Cold, Steve F. Austin. And for Alcorn State, they have not been covering a lot of spreads recently. And it's a team in which when you take a look at offensive efficiency, points on a per possession basis, they just rank in the bottom 75 with it. They wind up losing Tyree Corbett as well. A guy that was able to give the team six rebounds per game. They don't have a lot of size down low. I personally, in this <clears throat> Washington State versus Alcorn State game, want to make an Alcorn State a 33-point underdog. They have to go and play a back-to-back, by the way. That is never how you want to be starting off a season, but Alcorn State, they're going to have to play this game, and then they play against a Seattle team that currently they have their coach, Jim Hayford, on academic leave because he wanted using some racial slurs. Not something that you want, but Alcorn State playing a back-to-back and, in my opinion, should be a massive underdog on Tuesday. All right. You have a game that will be featured on national television, Akron taking on the Ohio State Buckeyes. I can talk to you about Akron and football, but talk to you about Akron College Hoops. Well, Akron is under the tutelage of John Gross. You may remember he wound up helping Ohio to the Sweet 16 against North Carolina, and they very nearly made the Elite Eight that year. But for Akron, it's going to be a little bit tougher this year. They lose Lauren Christian Jackson, a guy that was able to chip in there over 22 points per game, led the team in assists, shot nearly 90%, the free throw line over 40% from three-point range. So that's going to be tough. Enrique Freeman is someone that's able to give you nine rebounds per game. And with Akron, they've typically been a middle-slash top part of the MAC team, and I think that they're going to be relatively solid, but losing as much as they are in the backcourt I think is going to be difficult with not having Lauren Christian Jackson. Loyola, Maryland, taking on North Carolina. What's up with Loyola? You may recall they had a first-round pick in this year's NBA draft, Santi Aldama. So they've got a little bit of that. And with Loyola, Maryland, they wound up losing seven games by either overtime or six points or fewer last year. They wound up not playing a total of too many, as I think that they wound up playing 14 or 15, all Patriot League games, by the way. So you want to keep in mind, for teams not named Army and Navy, the lone non-conference game that anyone in the Patriot League played was Colgate in the NCAA tournament against Arkansas, but they're going to be bereft of size Alvo. They're going to be looking to go to DK, who wanted to give the team right around six rebounds per game. Cam Spencer, in, during the 2019-20 season, he ranked in the top 15 with regards to assist or turnover ratio. That took a little bit of a nosedive last year, so... Loyola, Maryland, a team in transition right now. And they were supposed to get Andrzej Yakmovsky from Washington State. Unfortunately, Washington State wanted him back, and he wound up going back to Washington State. <laughs> All right, a team looking to pull off an upset at Pauley Pavilion is going to be Cal State Bakersfield. What do we know about CSU there? Meet, meet for the Roadrunners. They have to replace Taze Moore along Demonte Buckingham, but this is a team that year in and year out, they're a solid team when it comes to rebounding. They don't necessarily have anyone that have more than six rebounds per game, but Sean Stith, a very good low post presence for this team. You can expect them to be in the bottom 100 when it comes to possessions per game, a team that really plays low and slow. And you may recall in the NIT a few years ago, they want to make the NIT Final Four. So a little bit of a pesky bunch with the Roadrunners. Uh, a team that is being fed to the Wolves or to the Dogs in their first game of the season is Dixie State, Greg, who are 40-point underdogs to Gonzaga. What do we know about Dixie State? You're number two for them at the Division I level. And by the way, teams that transition from the non-D1 level to the D1 level are the last eight to do it. Seven have went at least 500 against a spread or better. And Dixie State did so last year. Hunter Schofield was able to show you a little bit of something towards the back half of the season. But with Dixie State, two years ago at the D2 level, shot over 40% from three-point range as a collective. Last year, more in the neighbor of 31% from three-point range. It's going to be up to Cameron Gooden to be able to get some offense generated. He was their top scorer with right around 13 points per game. You can tell that this is a team that they're not getting as many open looks as they did at the D2 level. Uh, this... School has a very 
fun nickname, the St. Thomas, Minnesota Tommies. Talk to me about the Tommies, Craig. B3 represent right here. They used to kick UW Oshkosh's rear end in so many things. I am a graduate of D3 UW Oshkosh, by the way. But with St. Thomas, they played seven games last season at the D3 level. They were a team that shot over 40% from three-point range. By the way, they are going from the D3 level to the D1 level. They are the first team in the modern, I guess you call it, structure of the NCAA to do so. And they're a favorite against Chicago State, and rightfully so. But they're a team that they really like to explode on offense. They play relatively solid defense. They're going to be a little bit undersized. But they are bringing in a couple guys that have D1 experience, including Courtney Brown, who wound up having five and a half points per game and shot in the high 30s from three-point range from UW-Milwaukee last year. So we are betting them at minus five against Chicago State? Oh, absolutely. I'd be willing to lay 10 with them. (laughs) Chicago State is terrible. Greg, appreciate the time and the insight. No one better. And uh, congratulations on all the great work in the college, college hoops betting guide. I appreciate it, Scott. Thank you. There he is, Greg Peterson. Watch him on weekends, the Greg Peterson Experience. Make sure you pick up a copy of the College Hoops Betting Guide. And uh, no one better talking College Hoops, breaking it down for us here at VSIN. I'm Scott Seidenberg. We will continue to look ahead to, yes, college basketball and more here on The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. to bet smarter on Saturdays. VEASAN experts have you covered. We're tracking line movement, studying matchups, and finding value across all of college football every week. Whether it's betting the biggest rivalries or surprise underdogs, if these 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 or surprise underdogs. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.